official tissue. We are on the mark and we are unedited. Very unedited. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Welcome, welcome everyone to the On The Mark Unedited Podcast and I'm your host, Miss Nita Marquez, with my co-host, Mr. Giovanni LaRue. Uh, let's see. What are you? The kid? The Jersey City kid? <laughs> the cho- the chosen one. The, the champ. The man. The menace. <laughs> He's a quarter of a century. You're a quarter of a century old. Wow. And I'm That's 21 years younger than you. I'm almost twice your age now. <laughs> That's crazy. It'd be like that. But wow, that's you say it like that, it makes me feel so much more older. I feel like a talisman now. Oh, well, it should have been. <laughs> Don't go saying that because I'm like almost twice your age. Well, no. then you're a double century, so you're good. Uh, I'm actually, I'm a classic Half a model. Half a century. I'm a classic model. Ooh. Thank you very much. Oh, uh, what, what is it called? I, I get more valuable with age. And that is real shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at 23, I wasn't. Uh, yeah, I couldn't cut cake. Yeah, it's no, all fine. You're all old. Your age is like one. There it is. Yeah, yeah something like that. <laughs> um, so they tell me, guys, your age are still asking me out. Thanks, guys, for the ego stroke. Women, your age is still asking me out. <laughs> <laughs> I already know what they have in mind with you. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Um, so listen, um, today's episode mm, today's is episode. about the psychology of success. Boom. Um, I want to talk first a little bit about what On The Mark Unedited represents because that really actually leads into it. For those who haven't been around. For those who don't know. Those of you who do not know, On The Mark means to live your life on the mark. Mm -hmm. And you can paraphrase it for me. Well, for me personally, what I think On The Mark is, is just living your life to the fullest with true authenticity and just being unedited being your true self because that's what we're all in the in this race for eventually we find out who we really are what we really want to do that's really what it's all about and and once you figure that out just keep your laser focus on it stay on the mark be unedited Mm -hmm. and hit your target every time yeah I mean it's really definitely 100% about being as authentic and that's like the buzzword now so don't get it twisted this shit was around way before that became like a a humming term in the mainstream outside of like the new age movement like Um, good vibes yeah like that like that's been around yeah I mean really just on the mark is being your true self and and that's not going to look like everyone else's mark but it's going to be on your mark so Mm. being on the mark is living true to who you are and being unedited is about owning your shit so you can own your worth own it just yeah and own it love it your mistakes are the only things pretty much in this country that no one will ever want to take away from you so yeah. <laughs> own those suckers and do something to convert them into assets because they really are yeah i mean i mean right there it just leads right into psychology of success like exactly to see sex, like successful people just to know the way that they think like, you know you're somebody i look at who i consider successful through Thank many you. different ventures that you've done. Thank um, you. So when you say that, to hear the way you look at that, some people look at it differently. You know, they look at the mistakes mm-hmm. of why me, you know? And we talked yeah. about this before, about like, why me, why not me? Yeah, you know, well... Those choices, those perspectives, and having that different ide- ideology behind it. Perspectives. That's, mm-hmm. that's the word, perspective. Success is all about what your perspective is of that success. So for some people, success really is only represented by the amount of money they have in their bank account. Yeah. And I'm not knocking anybody that feels that way. That is your prerogative. And um, if that's your perception of success, 
who am I to tell you what's inappropriate? You're living your life on the mark, right? And um, you may change that later on. And in that, you would be unedited because you'll take ownership of the fact that you once thought that and later on you discovered that it wasn't the case. Yeah. Um, I think I think even saying that, I'm somebody that does like, for the people who don't do things like that, because I was somebody who was very conducive. Like my mindset and the way that I was thinking was directly linked to how much was in my bank account. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of times where I would doubt myself or lack of confidence due to the fact that I felt like, wow, I don't have, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm taking a chance swiping this debit card today, mm-hmm. or I'm taking a chance swiping this, and it would put me into these funks. It would put me into these, like, I would feel myself having a bad day already, just knowing that there was not enough in my bank account, or knowing that I was negative in my bank account at certain times of my life. And it was, those times were definitely harder for me to look at the brighter side of things. I became very um, goal, or which I still am, and I'm learning, and I've worked my way out of, but it doesn't make you wrong, but it doesn't, if it's not conducive to what you want to do and how you want to be, you have to realize what is a good and a bad habit, all right? These are the kind of things that, for me, I realized it was a bad habit. It was a bad habit of linking my, the way that I thought to a dollar sign that goes up and down and fluctuates Well, the way, the way, the result of what you thought was derivative of anything other than your determination. Mm. If you are determining the thought versus having the thought as an aftermath to something consequential, then you are not, you are not subject to um, the thought. The thought is subject to you. Mm. Okay, okay. I, 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 like I said, the idea of success, it's, it's what you determine it to be. Yeah. Um, that's really what I was getting at. And when it comes down to the financial side of it, a lot of people do attach that. And as you were saying, you did. Where I feel that it was really important for us to do this episode is there's a lot of people out there that are thinking about starting a business or thinking about writing that book or thinking about doing a podcast. Um, yeah, doing a podcast. You're thinking about it, um, but your psychology is that you can't or you don't have what it takes or you don't have the resources. We don't have the resources. We didn't have the resources when we started this. Um, and, and we, we do now. We, we do now, but it's always a work in progress. If you get there, that doesn't define your success. It's the journey there, and that sounds so fucking cliche, yeah. but it is really how you um, create assets and cultivate the assets of the journey that makes it successful or not. If it's the journey there and you're like a half-asser and you sit on your ass and you think about doing things and you wish you could and you say you can't, I hate to break it to you and just be so harsh, but you're not fucking successful. You kind of (laughs) suck. I mean, seriously. But if you... It's a negative, it's like a negative energy well. Like, people tend to look down as well and they look so deep down into that negative energy because it happens. We look down the well too. Like, we feel, anybody feels that. But it's the resilience you have to it. They tend to to stare at it so long that their misery, their why this isn't happening, that you tend to fall over. Gravity takes over, you know? You're going to be moving in the way that it's already moving. Newton's law of motion. You know, an object will be in motion that's inertia. An object will stay in motion unless acting on by another force. So it is a thing where, like, if you're giving that energy towards that place, that's where you're projecting. That's your trajectory now. You're right. aiming nose diving downwards mm-hmm. into that. And, you know, coming into it, you have to know that it's going to come with these things. Me as a millennial, I can speak to you 
through a younger age, like you've lived through the process, you've lived through your journey long enough, and it's so much many more years for you to go, you know, but you're definitely... I think so. Oh, I do. I know. I, I can see you going into the hundreds. With modern technology, you could be in your 120, 127, that's what I'm gunning for. Um, if anyone wants to make any bets on that, I mean, you can bet on my life. Wager right here. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'll make you rich. Yeah. Hey. Uh-huh. Um, I think that's one of the things, though. I think it's... It comes to that understanding there's a difference. Like for the millennial mindset, at least I can speak for myself and a lot of the uh, people that I'm around, um, we've realized that there has been so many lies told to us of like the processes that we have to go through. So we no longer trust the people who talk to us about their journey. We also now, like a lot of the times I look at people's journey and I go, wow, there's a lot of things that you could have done that was more efficient. Right. You know, which is everybody's story is their story. And history is the story of the winner. So you tell the story however you want to after you're done with your journey. You get me? Everybody embellishes. The human brain, to me personally, is one of the most, like, unreliable things. Right. Is the human brain because of how it can just make things up. It could do these things. So it really is the perspective of how you look at it. The perception of how you look at your journey versus, like, for me and my younger age and a lot of people around us, we have so much instant gratification that yeah. we have a false perception of what we think success should be or because how long it should take. that you were told exactly. a lot of it. A lot yeah. of lies, but the fact mm-hmm. that there are some lies, not, there's some things that have been told to us in the past that are facts, that no matter what, you have to go through these things because it's just part of human evolution. But there's been so many other things that human evolution has involved, like, involved that we realize was bullshit. Like, we talk right. about it with racism, we talk about it with, you know, uh, coming of, over. We a have lot a of lot things. of cultural fallacies in this country. We'll just put it like that. A hundred percent. Just even the way that... And that's all from the predecessors that that have engineered components of this nation. Exactly. 100%. I mean, look at the way that the nation was made. You get me? Like, this wasn't... That's another episode. No, exactly. We're going to go there. We're going to go there. For sure. um, But the psychology behind that is where I'm coming at. Because as much as it was bad at the time, like, now that we can look back at it and realize, like, oh, these things weren't good things that people did. You know, Christopher Columbus didn't do a great thing. You know, these things weren't great. But the mindset that they take, I I look at a lot of things like that when I see, when when people hear about tyrants and stuff like that, they automatically go into the negative, like, what they've done and how they've done it. But I've always been interested in how did you get that many people to follow you? Which, Which leads me into the second main point about the psychology of success, success is it's really again very much perception and the rigor and the energy with which you deliver yourself to the mission mm-hmm. um the psychology behind that is i'm winning when i'm doing and and like i was saying before Ooh, like if that. you're thinking about this and you're thinking about that and you're complaining and saying all if you argue for your fucking limitations you will never be successful you will swim in those limitations you will remain confined until they suffocate you and you die not doing shit yeah i mean but if you actually take the stance on what might be possible even if it's the littlest thing Mm -hmm. the littlest thing the littlest step forward when i started on the mark I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was yeah. just like, okay, I had an idea based on a trend that I was observing based on something that I really enjoyed, which was one-piece jumpsuits. When I was pregnant and I was working with a company in Arizona, Bilbo Bags, they were making all my clothes. Yeah. And when I was pregnant, um, during that pregnancy, I you know, I was in between fitness competitions, obviously, 
I wanted all these one pieces made. And I had this thing, I had this fixation with one pieces because you look so cute and, and your body looks so adorable when you wear one pieces. But dude, it's a pain in the ass to take those suckers off. And I had this idea that what if I could create something like that? They seem like they're getting popular. What if I could create something where people don't have to take it all the way off to go pee? But wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, and then, and that's how I designed the drop cut. When I, I wish you were wearing it. I know. Should have wore it next episode. I do wear it on some episodes, um, but uh, you know the thing is with the with the the idea of it, it was just an idea. It was a thought, and then I wasn't like, oh, I would like to maybe do that. I went and I found a fucking seamstress that doesn't make workout clothes. She was just a lady that does all the alterations for me and the kids for her. like she did my kids' prom dresses and shit. So I went to her and I, I said, hey, and I had bought all. I knew a lot about fabric and because I had designed for many years when I was with Bilbo Bags. Um, competing as one of their sponsored athletes and so um, I went to the seamstress and I gave her a concept drawing and I took sort of a sample of a shitty jumpsuit and told her what I wanted done to alter it and just basically went to work just with this fabric that I bought with an idea and and my idea and I said this is what I want to do and like it took me literally I had zero budget I mean zero money in the bank um, still raising three kids at home at that time. All three of them. And I just had this idea. I thought it would be cool. And it took me months to get the first one done. Yeah. Um, and, and get it right. And then once it was fitted to my body and I liked it, then I was like, okay, well, let me rock this. And, you know, I, I was getting asked all these by all these women, like, wow, like, where did you get that? And I just knew I was onto something with this. So... I went and started shopping it to potential investors, and yeah. a friend of mine was um, was really, you know, he really motivated by the sight of my picture wearing it and what my idea and the concept behind it was. And he said, "I would actually, I would actually get involved with that to see you sell it because I think you would sell the shit out of that." And that was how my business started. So, what and made you keep pushing? Like, what made you like on the times when you were thinking like? man, this might not work. What was it that made you continue to go forward? Like, you know, this is, it has to work. Well, for one, um, I didn't listen to the voice that said this might not work. I, the only voice I listened to, and people are going to think this is vain as fuck and I really don't give a shit, but I don't surround myself with anybody that doesn't think I'm great. Mm. I don't surround myself with anybody that doesn't think I'm smart. Mm. I don't embody the idea that I'm not great and I'm not smart. And that's simply because if you give permission to those thoughts, they will fester. Yes. And if you give permission to those people, they will fester. You are what you allow. And 100%. and you you will attract more of what already exists. And so I personally surround myself with healthy minded people who are very successful, very smart. Um, and even if they're not wealthy, mm -hmm. They're still very successful because they practice daily habits to keep themselves in peak performance mode and peak for them, not for you to say that they're the best, but for them to wake up every day and say they are the best they can be that day. That's what winning is. That's how I got my company off the ground, and it's still a work in progress. Oh, stop it! Ah, <laughs> uh, but that's that's what it is. is no, the, for the sure. idea of you when you ask. How did I not um, give up or, or whatever the exact question was, is it was a matter of, of recognizing that if I'm moving at all, at all, 
I am winning. I love that. That is a psychology of success that I really wanted to convey today is that if you're out there, anybody that's listening, you're winning if you're doing. But if you're sitting around arguing for your limitations, again, I'm going to I'm going to be adamant with this point. If you argue for your fucking limitations, you yeah. will go nowhere in life because as you do anything, you do everything. So if you're constantly debating and arguing with me or anybody else who's sharing with you the possibilities of your life, whether it's weight loss, whether it's family um, goals, whether it's um, marital or polyamorous goals, whatever the case is, whatever your career aspirations or life aspirations are, if you're constantly arguing for your limitations, guess what, you're gonna win. And then when you win those limitation arguments, it's gonna bleed into the psychology of everythingness and that will become your filter limitation becomes your filter and the psychology of success all it is is the realization that there is possibility and the actions you take in that possibility that's That's it that's it and it's really it's really that it's so it's so crazy how humans we never want to accept the simplest answer because we believe that it has to be complex. Oh, we want the you know? simple, we, we want, want the simple, quick, easy way, but we don't want the simple answer. The simple answer is the way is Fucking not going to be easy. It's, it's going to be a journey. It's going to be arduous. It's going to be tedious. It's going to be like very, very annoying at times. It's going to be painful sometimes, but it is going to be worth it. And in that worthiness of your success, all those things will transcend what they are and become more than bearable. Apparently. They'll become pleasant. I, be, I think the way you said that. I think the way that you said it, because I've heard it in multiple different ways. If I'm if I'm doing, I'm winning, I love that way that you said it, because I've heard it in the best way to stop procrastination is to do. You yeah. know, and that's the same mindset that I keep with myself is like whenever I feel stagnant, whenever I feel certain types of way, um, I realize I have to do something, whether it be just push ups at the moment where I'm at, where I'm home. Boom. Just do some push ups. Do something that's going to allow you to especially if it's directing you towards the, where you want to go. If you want to make sure that you're more in shape, but you're not always going to the gym. Start off with, you know, just going and doing push ups. You know, I take my steps very um, literal. I'm somebody who who when I think about something. I get so fixed on it. Mm-hmm. I get so laser focused that anything that gets in my way gets burnt. Mm-hmm. It's literally that focus, how I feel about a lot of the things. And I've learned to, t- to dial that back. I've learned to realize like, cause if you are just always focused and like tunnel visions only, you become a horse with blinders. You no longer have perception. You no longer have um, peripheral vision. You can't right. see what's coming from different angles. So when things and you know, obstacles jump in your way and you have tunnel vision, it seems like that wall, the only thing you can do is you have to either go through it or over it. But right. if you take those blinders off sometimes and you do, you take a step back, you'll realize there's so much more space. You can actually walk right around the wall. Yep. You can save a lot of energy by walking right around that wall because it's not there. Not all these obstacles are there to stop you. Some of these obstacles are there for you to work out a sidestep. So that you can a get a redirection sometimes. I you mean, need to activate that. You need to activate yeah. that. And it's your body and the universe is only going to give you these type of situations when it feels like when you're not working on that side of yourself. That's why it always feels like an inconvenience when things pop up out of nowhere and you're like, oh, I got to deal with this. But if you constantly stay prepared, because when things that you're prepared for pop up, you see people go, 
Oh yeah, I get to I've been waiting. I've been waiting for this. You know, I've been waiting for that. Yeah, you know, and you, it becomes you see it as opportunity. You look at everything as opportunity because you're prepared. But when you don't prepare for the unknown, when you're not when you're not that in tune with yourself to know that hey, right. you have to be real with yourself. That's the psychology behind it as well that I believe exactly. because you have to be able to tell yourself, hey. I am not prepared for that. Even if you like, and that's why I say the human brain is so unreliable because of the fact that you can convince yourself that you prepare for something that you didn't work a day of. You ever met somebody that'd be like, oh, it's just for me personally. I know that I go to college, like, oh man, I'm gonna pass that test. Did you study? No, I didn't study, no, I got this. And then they leave that class and then a week or two later, you realize, you start hearing that person say, I hate this class. Every time I go to this class, I hate this class. I'm failing that, I hate this class. And it's like, you didn't prepare. You, it's, it's your confidence could only bring you so far. Me and my friends, I talk, to, I talk about yeah. that with my friends all the time. Like hard work and perseverance is gonna bring you far. It's gonna bring you very far. Mm-hmm. Confidence gives you that much more of an extra boost of wherever you reach through the hard work. Confidence would do a lot of the extra work past that. You get me? But your hard work is going to determine how far that brings you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people lack the confidence of because they lack the ability to do. Well, and going to to circle that back with the idea of the psychology that you, that you were note, noting mm-hmm. with... I forgot what I was gonna say. That's okay, and that that's fine because we're. I hope we can edit that out because that was horrible. We don't even need to. No, the best but there was something the you said that really was telling, and I wanted to. Point but there's that a lot. I think as we talk, it's more for. Yeah, we but we gotta keep. We no, gotta staple we, to our. We three got points. it. Trust me. But there was something you were saying that I wanted to staple to the third. That's point. cool. So when we move forward with that, it looks a little bit different when you have the mindset of realizing. All right, listen, I want to do this thing. I want to start a business. Like you said, I want to start a business. I want to start a clothing line. I want to be a model. I want to be an actor. Whatever it is that you're trying to do or figuring out to do, the first thing is to envision yourself doing it mm-hmm. and envisioning the feelings that you have doing it. I remember the first time that I ever lived luxury. And like mm-hmm. this is one of the stories that I just got reminded of, actually. A good mm-hmm. friend of mine, um, you know, talented kid, man. I got to see him again yesterday mm-hmm. after a while of being away. And he reminded me, we lived in Miami together, and he reminded me of a moment that I forgot about, mm-hmm. that I really did, and, and it, 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 I didn't realize how much it was affecting me that I forgot about it until he brought it up. I haven't been, as I've been working and doing all the things I have to do to be successful or like build that generational wealth, all the things that I'm focused on that I wanna do, I realized that Whenever you get into a dark place and you start to question yourself, you need that foundation, that anchor to, to remind you of why you're doing what you're doing. And that comes from the mind. That comes from the ideology and the thought process that you know, hey, I deserve this, or I, you know what, I'm gonna work for this, really. Like, no one deserves anything just because you, I'm gonna work just for because this. You, just because you envision it yeah. does not mean, oh, okay, it's just gonna happen, I mean. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. just go like that. Like you said, you, you're winning when you're doing. Yeah. And if you're not doing, Guess what? You're doing the opposite of winning. But then on top of it, when you're doing, it's the energy behind the way you do. Like it's the your energy, intentions. The energy of the intention. It's your and intentions. if your intention's coming from a place of um, lack and fear and needing to be validated, um, again, yeah. that's not going to so work. That's not going to take you in the direction of your success. When you're doing, the intention of doing is to be in momentum, yes. It's to create momentum for the successful outcome, yes. But it's for the idea 
of garnering more of your greatness. Exactly. And moment. remembering where source comes from. Right. When you and have that source of where it comes from. that instinct. Exactly. And that, that's why I was bringing that back to what I'm saying because of the fact that in that moment, he reminded me of when we, one day we were in the middle of the ocean, South Beach. I was living crazy good, luxury, condos, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember one day I, I had my face in the water and I was just kind of floating there. Like, you know how you pretend to be dead. And mm-hmm. I stood up and he was just staring out and it was about to be sunset. And I remember I had long hair at the time. I remember brushing out my that's hair. So weird to me. I know, the curls were crazy. Uh, but that's crazy to me, the idea of it. I know. But <laughs> <laughs> but I remember that day so vividly after he reminded me, and that was the first time I made the choice. And I remember pulling my hair back, and I said to him, and I looked directly at him, and I screamed. He was literally as far as you are. Mm-hmm. And I said, I cannot not live like this anymore. Mm-hmm. I was exposed to a life of promise and a life of luxury quote unquote but a price of opportunity a life of opportunity that I've never seen in my life I've never seen that before I've never understood that living where I'm from it it never happened Mm -hmm. so when I was placed into that environment and that was the first time that I felt that felt that I that moment that day I made a choice Mm-hmm. And from there on, I rewinded all the steps that it took me to get to where I'm at now, to this podcast on On The Mark, where I'm living, things like that, the people I'm around now. Mm-hmm. It tied me back to my, my trajectory point. It didn't show me, it, it wasn't showing me where the bullet went. It showed me where the gun was taken off. Right. Where the gun was first fired, where it sent that bullet in that trajectory. Well, I have a question then. What your thoughts are on this? That being said, because I'm not... Guess played the devil's advocate. Yeah, because I do hear a lot about people envisioning um, and embodying the vision and embodying the feeling, and I read a lot about that, and I actually practice that myself. Mm. But what about the people that don't have any relationship whatsoever? And I know there's a lot of people that listen to our podcast that don't have the relationship to even the inkling of the the emotion that you could feel as a result of the success they're striving for in their lives. So what about those people? What what is it in the psychology of success that they can garner their movement from where they can feel like... The reason they call that a wake-up call Mm -hmm. and the reason it's it's said that way, hey, this is your wake-up call, Mm -hmm. is because you don't know until then, a lot of they, a lot of people use the term now because it's taken out of tense. Oh, stay woke, stay woke, whatever case may be. But really, if you look at the that word itself, that means stay woke means at one point or another you were asleep. At one right. point or another, when Again. you when you hear and it's not stay woke like oh the universe. Listen, it's about actually taking the time to stop taking environmental things yeah, from outside but I still and feel start like coming from the inside because a lot of what happened with me was you tend to look at everybody else and not realize what you have right the abilities that you have because you're, mm-hmm. you're constantly but comparing but you just we're talking about the feeling of being in that luxury and how you already knew what you were you got the feeling of what you were evolving towards what exposed. about the people that don't and, and I'm that's what I'm saying it's not, it has nothing to do with the people who haven't been exposed to that lifestyle 
It's not about that. The 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 story. But why would somebody be able to visualize? Because they and have connect to that emotion. Because of, I'm trying to get an answer that I know that they're gonna get. I know they're getting it, but I think this is the difference between again, like the separation between millennial and like Generation X or wherever it's the difference between the age that we created a title for. The difference between that is we don't. When I talk like that and we talk, I talk direct. There is no like room for maybe that was inter- I'm, misinterpreted I'm gonna let it go with this. it wasn't misinterpreted like straight up at the end of the day when it comes to let's say again if I wanted to be a dancer mm-hmm. if somebody was picturing themselves being a dancer for me my thing is financial abundance that makes me happy right not everybody does but that because what, I have what lack about of the dancer? I have lack that, of what does that have to do with anything let me get there you know <laughs> okay. I mean like let me show you why <laughs> I'm, I'm talking wait, I, this is the difference between Gen X and Millennials <laughs> Yeah, there's a huge misunderstanding. There's a lot of, there's a lot more of, especially with the age thing, there's a lot more talking, less listening. When you're, and, and both ends. I've been listening. I'm waiting for ends. you to arrive back at that answer, though. Well, the, at the end of the day, the answer is, if you wanted to be a dancer, and you envision yourself being a dancer, and there's always a, a start of why anybody even has the idea of why they want to do that. It could be watching Selena when you were five. It could be, like, listening to NSYNC when you were 12. Mm-hmm. Whatever that was, there's always a spark. I can't tell you your spark. You know your spark. I just told you mine. Mm-hmm. You get me? Like, that's why, like, you probably didn't understand it, but they know. That because the first thing I said was for me, that woke me up and reminded me why I continue to move the and way I move. Ding, ding, ding. He just hit the nail on the head. That's what I was waiting for you to say is there's always an initial spark that gave you that instinct. And if you're going to resonate with that outcome, you do have to connect with the feeling and the emotion. But if you don't think you've ever had that experience, maybe you didn't. Maybe you weren't in the water, in the lap of luxury, hanging out on the outside of a yacht. But That's besides the there point. was something else in you that even sparked you to go in that direction to begin with. And this is what I was trying to get you to do. Because I knew that there was, there was a point where you I need to hear what you're talking that. about then. What happens is everybody has a personal experience at some point in their life that, gar- that, that is planted. It's a seed and it's in you. And sometimes it's going to come up in the most crazy way. I never thought I was going to be a clothing designer. Mm. I never thought I was going to be a clothing designer. I was fitness, dance, and then mom. And that's what I did. That's all I really knew and understood. That and surviving. But I didn't have a way to emotionally connect to, ooh, I'd like to be a big famous fashion designer. I'm not a big famous fashion designer now, but I'm winning with my fashion line, even though it's not a big, huge, because I, I made the move. And what caused me to make the move? There was an initial spark that I can't really explain to anyone, but I knew at some point when I started designing that jumpsuit, that this was going to be a part of my future, I knew what I was striving for, even though I didn't have the idea of being a big fashion you know, guru, somebody who was very successful in that right, but there was a spark in me. There was a small experience somewhere where Can I won. Can you that experience? I, I think, again, it leads back to exactly what you said, which I think is magic. You're not always going to know where that spark comes from, but when you feel it, you'll feel it right here. And you don't have to explain it even to yourself, let alone to anybody else. But if that spark has has just like, you feel that churning in a good way in your gut where it's like, do this, do it, do it. And connect with the feeling of like, 
ah, that feels good. I feel open. I feel light. I feel like I'm flying when I go in the direction of this thing. So even if you don't have this large, grandiose experience or you didn't know anybody who was doing that thing, if something in you is, is calling you to do it, listen to the call on your heart and act on it. That is the psychology of success. That is the, that is the first step in that direction is just taking lish, listen the second is taking action without questioning what you just heard. And the third is persisting. That's the psychology of success. And you hit the nail on I was trying to move you in that direction. Yeah, I was just trying to figure out where it's going. Like, I'm still was, trying to figure it was, out. I was going, I was trying to get you to say, um, what if somebody doesn't have that experience where they can relate to it? Mm-hmm. And you said it. You said, even if there's just one little thing that you had witnessed even if it was in your childhood, that caused that spark. I don't know what that is for you. I know what it was for me, but I don't know what it is for you. And that you said that is the expression of being on the mark, which is your own drum, your own pulse, your own reason for the passion that you have. That's really what you just basically, when you, when you went into that whole thing, the reason I played the devil's advocate was because I know that not everybody's going to relate to their reason for wanting something and the way that you were able to relate to it and envision that and the way that you were able to envision it and feel it the way that you were able to feel it. I think that's what, that's why descriptions Mm -hmm. are a thing. That's why when you explain to somebody that my thing was at the end of the whole story, the reason is wherever you're going, you have to know where you came from. Wherever your idea was, you have to understand where that idea sparked from because that is the true catalyst and the true anchor that's going to set your trajectory to where you're going to go. And for me personally, that day was the day that it set my trajectory and I've been moving full speed that way. And the further you get away from a distance that you started from, sometimes you forget where you started from, whether it be rich or poor, whatever the case may be. You'll recall it. Not, I just asked you to recall. I just asked you to recall the moment that you became a, a dresser, a, a fashion designer. What made you spark? What sparked that? You can't remember right now, or you don't understand. But it, it, you don't because, know the feeling because right now I'm not there, and that's what I'm trying to say. Is not everybody's going to experience it in exactly. And the that's way why you I'm did. saying I, I for so long it was a it was a bothersome for me because there's times that when you're going on and chasing your dreams and you're doing these things, there's gonna be days that you do sit back and you are exhausted, and you have to remind yourself. Why am I doing all of this work? Well, Why purpose. Am I? But that, you ask that question too. There's time, and maybe you not. Maybe we're different. I know a lot of people that even if their purpose was dance, and they know this is what they came out here for, they constantly or it's singing or or music. There's constant roadblocks that come at certain points where you sit back and you have to ask yourself, why am I doing all this? Why am I stressing myself? And a lot of the times, the answer comes at the end of that meltdown that you have Mm -hmm. because it tells you, oh, I remember I told myself at this age. I remember I told my mom at this age. I remember I said this at this time. That's why I'm doing this. And it usually is the energy that involves people to get back up. Because right. not everybody walks just walking all the time. It's People purpose fall. driven. It's People, purpose driven. Yeah, we're not seeing 100%. different things. But when you can relate back to what started the purpose in the general, I get what for you're me, saying. it connected a lot of lines that I was like, oh, it just added fuel to my trajectory now. Now I have a constant, like, I have a constant energy source that's mm-hmm. putting me forward that I thought was severed. 
that I thought I was working off of emptiness. I thought I was working off of like, and I but I don't feel like I'm working off of emptiness. That's what I'm saying. But I don't recall that first moment. Again, this is not about Nita. No, that's the whole point I'm making. Some of your stuff was about you. My stuff was about me. Your stuff out there is about 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 you. That's the point that I'm trying to circle all this and ground it in is that your definition of success is predicated on your psychology of what's successful. Your psychology of what's successful is your ability to just take that inspiration, move in that direction with action, and again, that was my story. Look, That's how I felt about the ex- it. But it's not going <laughs> to look the exact same it's for you as it does for me or for Gio. And that's a really affirming thing about the psychology of success is it is really just psychology. Because I might look at, well, I wouldn't do this because I'm not a judgmental fuck, but like some people might look at me or at somebody else that doesn't have a multi-million dollar business and say they're not successful. Well, okay. Yeah, that's true. Um, Good for you for thinking that way. Good luck with that. (laughs) And um, I appreciate you taking the time and energy to observe and critique me. Um, I'm going to keep it moving, and I'll wish you the best with that. Peace out. To me, um, it's, it's really, this is what defines this episode's point and grounds everything that you just said in that whole debate that we were just having that wasn't really a debate. debate. It was was more of like, yeah, we do. But yeah, we're debating on not debating. But (laughs) but the fact is that I wanted to ground everything in this episode to the point that the psychology of success is, it's an individual experience. And when you call yourself successful, it doesn't have to be defined by what somebody else's definition of that success should look like because it's not their fucking mission. It's not their life. It's yours. It's going to spark in a different way. It's going to inspire you in a different way. Your inspirations and your memories that that sparked all of it to begin with are going to arrive for you at different times than they will for me or for somebody else. Um, And damn sure believe that if you are in action no matter what the circumstances are if you're moving in action with purpose you're successful i really really wanted to ground everyone in that point today because it's so important to me how relevant people realize that we each are when we are in movement of the thing that we're here to serve in the purpose of agree and and if you are super wealthy but you're not serving with purpose i hate to break it to some of you rich assholes out there but you're not successful you're just rich dicks <laughs> this is true so yeah that's it that that was that was my point for today <laughs> you heard it here first folks well that's that's our episode today mm-hmm. I think the psychology of success had some very fun, adventurous conversation today. If you liked the conversation and you have some comments to feed into it with, you can go to Geo or myself on Instagram or Facebook. DM either one of us. We respond to all of our DMs and um, got a whole lot of other things coming for you guys. But in the meantime... I want you to know that I will address each and every one of you personally when and however you approach me. Boom.
that's it. That's it. Thank you so much for living your life on the mark. And I hope that you will continue to live life without editing your truth.